Hey everyone, welcome to Girl Educate Yourself. I'm Angela Fazio. And I'm Kristen Cantrell. And today we get the pleasure of talking to Rachel Smith. And I, on purpose, sought her out because she knows about Airbnbs. So this episode is learning about Airbnbs. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. We're really excited for this topic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and then give us your Airbnb story. Got it. I am... Um... 38, about to be 39, been in real estate for about six, or sorry, um, I've been in Big Bear Lake for about 16 years. Um, I've been in real estate for about eight. I have three little girls, um, two, six, and eight. Um, I love uh, trail running. I love traveling, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I, when I first moved to California, I moved out here to manage 400 vacation rentals. And this was oh before God. Airbnb was even a thing. Um, I remember Airbnb coming in our office at the time and saying, how about you give us some of your inventory? And we were like, that sounds fun. Um, so fast forward to today, that seems like it's what everybody's doing. Um, about eight, you know, six years ago was when I bought my first Airbnb up in Big Bear too. Um, so since then I've bought... I've owned and sold and probably had about four or five. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And that's such a great area for that to have an Airbnb. But how cool is it that how much the um, short term rental market has changed to like when you go to look for a home, I'm actually looking in California and it's like to go to a property management company to get a rental is like so archaic. It's like you have to be on Airbnb and VRBO. Right. Right. Um, a lot of um, selling real estate, obviously, in a second home market, everybody wants to know what does that house make. Um, so if you talk to management companies, a lot of them, the numbers are extremely low. But yeah. when you self-manage them, you'll find out that there you can have double, triple what they're going to quote you as far as the income can make you in a year or two. Um, Isn't so that crazy? That is. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And there's websites too that I use for my clients where if the home is not already a rental, just say it's a second home and that's the use of it for that particular owner, that mm -hmm. um, we can go into that website and find out what's the performa data, what is like based off of the surrounding neighborhood, how much can that house be expected to produce an Airbnb income too. So let me ask you a question. You're, you have an Airbnb in Big Bear. Where are your other locations at and which ones are most profitable? Um, so I've got Big Bear and then I've, and that one's obviously, that's probably the most profitable just because it is second home market. You've got the lake, you've got the ski slope. So it's very popular um, year round too. And it's an A-frame, which helps out a lot. And it's tiny, which also helps out a lot. Um, my other market is the Joshua Tree area and then Louisville, Kentucky. And Louisville does really well, um, really, really well, surprisingly. You can you would be shocked at how many people we talk to on this show and, and on Moms in Real Estate from Louisville. I know. It's actually it's really crazy. crazy. It yeah, really you is. would think it was on purpose, but right. here you are again, another Louisville girl. Yes. Right, right. I was born and raised there. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So okay, so talk people, pretend our audience has no idea, like I don't, about <laughs> the process of Airbnb, because all mine are long-term rentals. Walk us through this. How do you choose a home? and all of the other stuff. And she'll ask some good questions because she has one. <laughs> so my process and everybody's is different. Um, 
and, and something I coach my clients is make sure that you want to do it. Like if you're going to have a problem with people sleeping in your bed, maybe don't buy an Airbnb. Right. Um, so well, the, the other thing- solution is having your own sheets, right. Or right. your own bedding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bring your own pillows. BYOB, right? <laughs> so um, I'll go on to like kind of like my second one when I bought Louisville. So I kind of nailed down the whole process of like, who are my people? How do you run an Airbnb? And I did that locally, which was kind of nice because if there was any errors, I could pop over there, make sure that it was taken care of. Um, so then it helped build a process in my head of what kind of people do I need in the next market center that I'm going to go into. Um, and the first thing is like, who's going to be my on-site person if something goes wrong, who's going to clean it if, um, and then are they going to be the reliable? Cause you sometimes hire cleaners and they're like, I'm off this day. Um, and that's not what you want to hear. So <laughs> um, you need a reliable cleaner, a reliable handyman. Um, so my second one I ended up doing was in Louisville and I only did that because my family's there. My realtor was like, Hey, this one just popped on the market. It's four houses away from your parents' house. And my mom naturally likes to spy on people. So I kind of figured <laughs> if, if anybody wants awesome. to walk into this house, it's going to be my mother. So my mom and dad, they both help out quite a bit over there. They do all the laundry and kind of help out. But my cleaner says she's connected to my Airbnb calendar. So it's not like it has to be a process in my head on when to clean it. Um, She just goes, right? Um, Because that's what's going to end up messing you up if you forget to tell people to clean. That's why I like it just like an automated seamless thing. What do you mean she's connected to your Airbnb calendar? So she's connected as a co-host on there. So she can see if people check in and they say, hey, this is dirty, then she'll run right over and, and make sure she gets that spot, which has never happened before. But if it did, that's how it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also she knows the check-in, check-out dates of everybody. She knows if there's a, a back-to-back. She knows if there's a, um, what is it, like a same-day reservation too. Yeah, same-day, yeah. So then do you do, do you do Airbnb and VRBO and sync your calendars? Is that something I you suggest to people? I did at the very beginning. Um, so I did that on the, the tiny A-frame that we have in Big Bear. Um, and what I found was that that house was more suited for Airbnb clientele. Um, so I put it on there, same price on both websites. I think I ran it for a couple months, only had one inquiry through VRBO. And I was just like, I'm not even going to give it the energy because I could pretty much fill the calendar through Airbnb. Um, and their platform seemed a lot easier for myself. So I just chose to go that route. My house in Kentucky would probably be good on VRBO, but it's not hurting for reservations. Which I think it brings up a really good question because some people are probably like, what do you mean? Why would it be on VRBO or Airbnb? Like it does bring a different clientele for sure. So why don't you tell us like, what is the, like, why would you choose one over the other? Um, I would assume, and I have not done any research, but just being in the industry, I would think that for VRBO, you're probably looking at like a bigger families coming all together. Um, My house in California, Big Bear, it is just small. It's usually just two people. So it seemed like a better fit for Airbnb. It's just like this hipster house. And that seemed to be like the hipster clientele. So Mm -hmm. it seemed like it did really strong there. I hadn't tried any of the other Airbnbs on VRBO either, just because my first start with it. It just didn't end up producing anything. So I just 
I like things to be easy. So yeah. Yeah. Keep it as easy as possible. I do sync my calendars, but I, I d- definitely agree. It brings in different clientele. What I noticed was um, it's bigger bookings on VRBO, like longer, right. and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's older people. And Airbnb right. is very much like a younger crowd, more family friendly. I didn't know if um, I could say that or not on here, but yes. <laughs> it is what it is. It's just statistics. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's three years of, of bookings that yeah. I'm going off of. So yeah. Right. So um, how do you decide on the pricing? Um, It's interesting. In different markets, I have different plans that I go by. Up in Big Bear, I kind of keep my calendar open for the next two weeks and kind of keep it high. And then I'll block out more than what Airbnb allows me to do. I mean, Airbnb has the rotating three, six-month calendar where it just opens up every day. But I'll keep mine blocked just and just show the next two weeks. Um, and I do that in Big Bear just because I'm not trying to get Christmas rented out in, you know, July, mm-hmm. August, September. I'm waiting to like get booked in Christmas, like December 20th, you know, because that's when nothing else is available and you can keep the rate really high too. Oh my yes. gosh. That's, so, that's yeah. genius. I block out all my holidays for yeah. that reason. Yes. Yeah, because there's yeah. always someone that's going to book it. It's right. like, it's a no brainer in summertime right. every single day. Yeah. I just did that with the Kentucky Derby too and ended up, I mean, it was like triple, quadruple what it normally rents for. And I just unblocked it at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. Smart. I like it. So you have to find cleaners, handyman, local. And what else do you have to, what else do you have to consider? Um, you got to consider if you're buying, like, do I have to flip this house? Is it ugly? And I got to make all these adjustments to make it a good house because it's kind of what I went through in the Joshua tree area is I bought a house that was about in like 1990s. So it needed some, you know, just take out all that old owner stuff and put in my vibe to it too. Um, in that market center, I was looking for one with a pool too, just because I thought that would be a strong, but with that becomes like I'm going to have those pool pains, you know, like the we can't get heat on. It's dirty. It's just extra things to keep an eye on, too. Um, and so your question, too, is if you have a spa or a, a pool, you've got to have a hot tub person that's on there as a co-host as well, just so that they know when to go. Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. So um I have, well, I have a question. So you said uh, you have to make it your vibe. And I think that's a really good point because you really do have to try to make your properties like Instagrammable these days, right? right? And you've got so much competition on the platform. So it's, you got to make your stand out. How do you go about making your stand out and having like your vibe to it? Um, so I've often thought about this too, is um, kind of trying to create that like Instagrammable place within the house, you know? So in the Joshua Tree one, um, I was going down there and putting like the grass wall up, you know, in the bedrooms, um, just to kind of try and make it like a little hipster vibe that people want to photograph, right? Um, The pool photos, like having the floats in there. Um, Also in, um, in all of mine, I, I use a website called Box Brownie where you can just send the original photo through and they'll like, you know, twilight shot the background, right? So if your photographer went out and just took daylight photos, you can kind of change the scenery of the sky and, and like set the mood a little bit. And then I like a clean personally, just because I have kids. So when I travel, I'm always looking for like, what kind of, this house has too much clutter. They're going to break everything inside. So totally. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. So that's part of my vibe is take out all of the clutter, have it min minimal in there and then just have it clean basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely look for that kind of stuff too. And I think that, um, it just, it, it sells more. I feel like less is more when you have right. an Airbnb for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. What would say your biggest pain point is when you, when it comes to managing your own, especially managing multiples, what would be your biggest pain point? Um, biggest pain point is just if you aren't local and there's like a bigger issue, right? Um, like I think one of them, the key was missing and my mom was out at dinner and it's just like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Cause the housekeeper had taken the key. So it's just like, sometimes you get that frustration of like, I'm not like, if I was there, I would just run the key over. So you got to create like predictive, like backup thoughts on, okay, if they, if the key is missing now, now I've got another key hidden at the property where they can get into another one. Um, and then also neighbors too, like controlling, um, my, my original neighbor in Louisville, she tried to get us shut down, but we did everything by the books and she ended up moving. Um, but sometimes if they want you bad enough, like they will try and shut you down. <laughs> oh yeah. My neighbor next door and my Airbnb is the most evil person I've ever oh, no. met in my entire life. Right. I'm not even kidding. Right. The address of that house is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She, 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 so I can buy the other side and help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She actually thinks because she's lived there longer than me that she right. can tell me like whatever she wants. She's so right. mean. <laughs> she's got right. I've actually got pretty good neighbors now. My one in California, he's a full-time police officer up here, never says a word. Um, has never, he's like, I just don't ever have any issues. And that's why I like those smaller homes is because it's generally just couples wanting to make out. It's not like a big wild party, right? Um, in Kentucky, that was awesome. That's why I pick an A-frame. I'm right. all, hey, it's easier to make out in this little house. Right, right, right. You're not getting like eight people in there. So you don't have that noise factor either. Um, in Kentucky, we actually had a crazy story. We He couldn't prove it, but my neighbor, my good neighbor on the other side, his son had like a gun pulled on him by a party that may have been at my house, may have been at somebody else's house, but he was totally cool with it. So we had to call the sheriffs that night and like interview everybody in the neighborhood, but it ended up being fine. And he, he's been supportive of the whole process ever since. I mean, he calls me like from time to time and wonders and asks me like, hey, can I rent it for my family members? So He's not completely a lot of my yet. neighbors are like that too. It's just the right. one. <laughs> the one, the mean the one. one. <laughs> well, this has been, I think this has been so helpful. I know. It's helpful for me because she keeps telling me to take some of my long-term rentals and convert them to Airbnb. It makes right. so much more sometimes. And I don't know why. Well, I, I can tell you why if you want to know. I mean, um, the first year I bought that A-frame up in Big Bear. Um, so I had the mortgage payment. And since, since I did Airbnb, it paid itself off in three years by just taking all the income and dumping it onto the mortgage. But um, the, the biggest factor was that I was making like $200 a month over top the mortgage on every single month on a long term. So I rented it long term one year because I was pregnant and I was like, I don't want to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that next year when I decided to go Airbnb, I made everything that I made off of that one long term renter in one like one month. You know, yeah, so it was like, why did I ever do that? You're so smart to dump all that money into your mortgage. Are you going to do that now? No, but I, I, <laughs> I will dump more money, but not all of it. Right. Yeah. 
No, that's I, 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 my I, plan. I paid off three of them that way. So it's just no, like, I know. It's, I, so you, know. you make it, you make it, a, you make it very compelling for me to do that. The second time we had, a, we had another taping of a guest today who was so smart mm. about um, money. How, teaching your kids uh, about handling money. So good. Right. I'm so convicted. Now I'm convicted about Air, Airbnbs. Thank I know. You. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad someone <laughs> some sense into her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Feel like when you tell your kids something and you mm -hmm. keep telling them and then someone else tells them you listen. Yes. And then they're like, oh, bad idea. But I get <laughs> it. If they ever tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Because we're like giving each other advice all the time. It's easy to say, no, not from you. Right. <laughs> but you, like best friends. <laughs> you just got through. I'm happy. Yeah. I'll manage it for her too. <laughs> yeah. For a I small would. fee. For a small fee, yes. <laughs> All about those income streams. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you again for sharing your wisdom about Airbnbs. That was really awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're welcome. So good.